25 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to him. They are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the west right tight. That's left. 372 wide sticks. He's The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. Yes, a little football. Let's play a little football. Here's how you play football nowadays. You go out in the garage and you pick up your football. You start there. Then you, you know, put on the right shoes. You stretch it out a little bit in the garage first in case, um, you know, you're older uh, like me. Then you call up all your friends. You check on them, make sure they're okay. And then you go out in the yard and you play by yourself. You know, you kick. You learn how to be a punter. That's what I did when I was a kid. That's part of the reason I learned how to punt. I was so crazy about football, but not every day can your friends go out there with you. So on those days, I just punted. (laughs) I learned how to punt. See? Necessity is the father of invention. Welcome into today's show. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team, Farm Bureau Insurance, across the great state of Mississippi, in all 82 counties, uh, hometown heroes, we call them that, your local Farm Bureau Insurance agent, hometown heroes, because they are your hero, man, when things happen, and it's great to have your insurance with Farm Bureau, because then it's somebody right there, lives down the street, same town, you see them at church, you see them on Friday nights, they're your hometown heroes, that's Farm Bureau Insurance. And also, we stay connected to you here on the show because of C Spire. The number one network in Mississippi, C Spire, customer inspired. I hope uh, later in the week here to be able to show you um, and talk a little bit here on the show about some of the things that C Spire is doing. It is really incredible how great Mississippi companies like C Spire have kicked it into high gear and are out here working right now to kind of ease the pain, so to speak, and ease the transition of kids schooling at home, people who can't get to work connectivity, and that's C Spire's realm. We're going to talk about that some this week. You want to learn more about it, they've, they've got a great series of videos that they posted online at C Spire on Twitter, just at C Spire. So uh, y'all certainly go check that out. Welcome in today here on a Monday, and normally it's like Reaction Monday. We'd be reacting to a weekend of baseball, and we would be, I don't know, reacting to basketball, March Madness, and all that stuff. But Instead, we are reacting to things that we are seeing and hearing right here in our own neighborhood on the streets in which we live up and down, uh, right here in our own towns. That's coronavirus 2020 world. We all live in it, and we're unfortunately, we're just getting started. I believe that's the truth of it. However, it is going to get better. We are going to make it through it. Maybe not all of us. But we are going to make it through it, and it is going to get better. And pretty soon, what will feel like soon when it actually does happen, we're going to get back to normal. 
And so let's look forward to that. Hey, Beaver's here. I'm not only here, you're here. Beaver's here, which is really most important because we're not connected if Beaver's not sitting in the big chair. Beaver, how was your weekend, sir? Hope you're doing well. I'm doing good, Matt Wyatt. Uh, one thing before we get into that, though, I got to say, I didn't I didn't care for that little little sidebar you just took there. When, <laughs> oh, we're going to get through it. Maybe not all of us. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just trying to be funny. <laughs> you know, I was listening to this thing. I'm going to play it for you later. The great baseball announcer, Vin Scully, who retired a couple of years ago and is just iconic. And there was a writer out in Los Angeles who said, hey, look, it's downtime. I'm just calling him up. So he called up Vin Scully and recorded the conversation, posted it, made an interview, did a story out of it. It's really good. And one of the things he did point out, I'm going to play this for you later, Vin Scully said, the truth is we have to find some humor where we can. we got to find some humor because that will help us all. It will help us to get through it. Yeah, I was off the cuff. That was a little bit, you know, shooting from the hip. We're going to make it through it, most of us. <laughs> mm. Sorry. Look, we got to find some humor because it is, uh, there are some scary things out there. You know, not that life isn't scary all the time, but there are some scary things out there. Uh, I witnessed something this weekend. I'm not going to go into any specific details on this, um, but I witnessed something myself. And that was. Just to kind of give you a glimpse, um, an ambulance with uh, workers who got out of the ambulance and put on a full body suit, hazmat type thing, mask, uh, went into to a home to check on someone, put them on a stretcher, brought them back out on the stretcher, put them in the ambulance and hauled them off. Saw it. Um, so, you know, we're, that's just where we are now. Another thing Vince Scully said, I can't wait for you to hear it coming up later in the show, is that he said it something like this. Sometimes it does encourage us to pray a little more and a little longer. And if it increases our faith, that is a good thing. So uh, we certainly have to do that during this time. But there is sports to get into. We're going to do some of that here today. But obviously, kind of what you're going through takes uh, precedence. So on that note, as always, let me open it up to you. Lots of ways for you to be a part of the show. I always enjoy getting your phone calls and getting your texts and your tweets and whatnot. I don't know what whatnot is, but I like getting those too. So tweet me at Radio Wyatt, just at Radio Wyatt throughout the show. Also, uh, hit me up on the uh, Divinity Equipment phone line, Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. Your Kubota dealer. 995-1059. It's a 601 number, 995-1059. Uh, just to give you a heads up, we're going to learn a little bit more about this throughout the week. Uh, but, you know, uh, you look at a business like Divini, there are a lot of people right now who, you know, they may want to upgrade that mower. They may need a mower, but you you want to stay at home. Well, they understand that. And look, call them up. You can call Divini and they'll work with you, get a lot of stuff done over the phone. And if the case dictates it, they'll load it up on a trailer and bring that equipment to you and drop it off and drive off. And y'all can stay within six feet of each other and get it done. We'll learn more about that uh, this week. That's Divini Equipment. Anyway, hit me up there, 995-1059. That's a Divini phone. And text me, the Country Pleasing text line, Country Pleasing Sausage on grocery store shelves throughout the Southeast. 
A great Mississippi company, Country Meat Packers. You can head on into the butcher shop, too, down there in uh, Florence, right on Highway 49. You ought to do that if you haven't already. Country Please and text is 885-ESPN. That's easy to remember, right? 601 number 885-ESPN. If you need the number, 885-3776, and uh, that'll get it done. So we'll get your text here coming up. So several things for you. One, I do have the Vin Scully interview. I want you to hear some of that audio. It's really good. Coming up later in the show, Chris Lamonis, head baseball coach Mississippi State, who had his season going and his team's uh, his team had sort of all of a sudden begun to look like we thought they were going to look with a couple of wins back-to-back over the number two team in the country, Texas Tech, down in Biloxi. And then, whoosh, boom, a hard ending to the season. It's over. It's done. So now what? What for him? And recruiting? And what about players? And the adjustment that he is going through as well as any coach in Division One baseball. We'll talk to Coach Lamonis coming up later today on the Divinity Equipment phone. Looking forward to that. Also, Movies, now because you're staying at home, we're doing it too, movies are now shuffled back to the forefront for a lot of us. People are moviegoers and we love movies, but in a normal work environment, week in and week out, the way we expect you know life to be is normal. I don't have time to watch movies. I've said that. You know, The only movies I talk about are the ones I've already seen. I'm not going to see any new ones. Well, all of a sudden, it's a little different. But still, I find myself that you're staying at home, you want something to do, you want to watch something, there's nothing on TV, you watch an old movie. But see what I said? It's an old movie. We're not watching new ones. So for me, going back to the list of the favorite baseball movies, and I think the best sports movies made are baseball movies, that's what I've been gravitating towards, is wanting to go back and watch my favorite baseball movies. So I have my list, you have your list. I'm going to tell you the ones that I'm going through watching again in order of the top five baseball movies of all time. That's coming up. And then we may get a little feedback on that from Coach Lamonis as well. Send me your list, by the way, if you haven't already uh, done that on a previous show. I'd be curious to know your favorite baseball movies. If you're going to watch sports movies while you're quarantined and staying at home, what are they? The never-ending debate, because we all have our opinions on that. What are they? So we'll get into that. All of that on today's show. First, though, let me give you a couple of uh, nuggets of information. Beaver, I don't know if you saw this on social media. Sometimes, you know, if something happens in in North Mississippi, I usually wonder if it makes its way south. But in my hometown of Tupelo this weekend, let me tell you something that happened. So this was, I guess, Friday afternoon... And uh, I just got a, I'd gotten a, you know, a heads up about something that I had to do. It didn't require going in anywhere, but I had to jump in the car and drive across town. And I happened to drive by the Tupelo Furniture Market. Now, if you've never been to Tupelo, you know, it sounds like one building and it's like a, you go in, it's like a shop. But what this is, what the Tupelo Furniture Market is, is about four or five big warehouse type buildings and hold huge trade shows and boat shows and all this kind of stuff throughout the years. Well, we're in what is supposed to be, we all stay home and we definitely avoid big gatherings. Beaver, would you go so far as to say 99.9% of the people in this state have heard that message. They understand that they are being told 
don't go hang out in large groups of people, right? Yep. They've all heard it. There's no excuse. They've all heard it. Well, I drive by the Tupelo Furniture Market building. I think, again, this is Friday afternoon. And I look, and there's 150 cars in the parking lot. (laughs) Now, it'd be different if I'm driving by, say, North Mississippi Medical Center, the hospital. Now, you drive by a hospital right now. You see the cars everywhere. You understand. Everybody's working in there. It's critical business going on in there in the hospital. But this is the Tupelo Furniture Market. It's not even during a furniture market. What's going on that would require that many people to be in the same place? As the light bulb goes off, the warning signals go off. You think, wait a minute. But I didn't have time to investigate, didn't investigate. I didn't like take a picture or make a deal out of it on social media or anything. Well, the following morning on Saturday morning, lots of local people because we're also sensitive to this stay at home. We're all trying to do it. We don't want to, but we're doing it for the good of everybody, ourselves and everybody else. We don't want to catch it. We also don't want to pass it on. We're doing our part to stay home, flatten this curve. Well, people out in that area started posting pictures on social media and videos and stuff saying, hey, they are having an auction out here, some type of auction out here at the Tupelo Furniture Market. This was on Saturday morning. And one picture was on social media of probably in the neighborhood of 150 to 200 people all standing in a big mob crowd at the entrance of one of these Tupelo Furniture Market buildings, all shoulder to shoulder, Saturday morning, in a town with cases of coronavirus popping up like this, in a state with cases of coronavirus doubling, just like this, and we got 150 to 200 idiots standing elbow to elbow, shoulder to shoulder, in a big mob on Saturday morning. Well, Beaver, was that mean of me to say idiots? No, that's what they are. (laughs) If they're doing that. Okay. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't the only one. (laughs) Well, look, it made its way back around to the Tupelo mayor. His name's Jason Shelton. The mayor, within hours, put out there, I don't know if you call it a proclamation or what, and I don't even have it pulled up to read it right here. I'm just going to basically give you the gist. He put it out there on official city Tupelo, you know, city of Tupelo letterhead. It's all over. Hey, that's it. Our town, our city is shutting down things, even businesses. We're, we're, we're closing businesses that aren't essential. And it would just basically, I'm paraphrasing, but it went on to say, you know, if it's essential, like it provides a service, you know, grocery stores, gas stations, obviously doctor's offices, but, you know, bank drive throughs those things remain open. But otherwise, if it's not essential, any business, anything out here that could potentially gather people together, a gym, a place of, you know, where you go work out, um, you know, a big salon, it might have 15, 20, 25, 30 people in there, all the... We're shutting all that down. Closed. You're not going to open. And I'll be honest with you, again, I'm paraphrasing it, but in the order put out there by Jason Shelton, the mayor of Tupelo, it did say, I'm doing this because I'm sick and tired, basically. I'm sick and tired of sitting around waiting for our state to do something at a statewide level, so we're going to do this for Tupelo. (laughs) You know, take that, you know, for what it's worth. And that's it. And shut it down because you had to. 
because you have a lot of people out here that one aren't taking it seriously because of some conviction or some belief, but you also have a lot of other people, frankly, that just don't have the bandwidth ear to ear to understand this. You also have a lot of people that are so selfish, they just don't care about anyone but themselves. They really don't even care about themselves. Sure, they'll go out here and mingle and go home and pass it on to their family, potentially an older loved one, a younger loved one. They don't care. As long as it doesn't interrupt my fun. Selfish, stupid, lack of intelligence. Yeah, I said it. Run, tell them. Run, tell them I said it. All of them. So that's why they have to do something like that. That happened in my hometown on Saturday. You simply should not. You simply should not be going out and getting your putting yourself in large gatherings because, you know, this is something where you're going to get it. Now, y'all tell me if I went too far right there, but listen to me. Don't go out here in Mississippi and put yourself in the middle of large gatherings. You're going to get it. And then you're going to pass it on. Heck, if you're not, if you don't want to take care of yourself, fine. I'm not telling you to take care of yourself. You don't want to take care of yourself. I don't care. But heck, man, take care of people around you who you're going to run into. This is a thing where you could get it. And before you know you have it, you don't have any signs or symptoms, but you've got it and you're capable of passing it on before you even know it. So that's one of the things that makes it uh, so dangerous. Um, again, I'm not trying to scare people, but I do think there's a there's a public a public service angle to this where you need to know. Now, listen to this message. This is from a woman named Judith Persa Shilly. I know she is the top public health official in the state of New Jersey. She's their health commissioner. She did an interview a couple days ago. And you know what she said? (laughs) She said, I'm definitely going to get it. We all are. Now, again, you've got a top public health official in a state. We're going to get it. You're going to come in contact with it. You got to do your part. Stay home and listen to the radio. You have to do your part. Beaver, I saw a story about a guy. Again, I have to look for humor where we can find it every now and then. Check this out. The story says, a man has been fined for leaving coronavirus quarantine in Spain to go walk his pet goat. Sure, why not? Sounds totally normal. (laughs) Well, listen to this. Fine for walking. I'm looking at the picture right here. Here he is. They find him. He put his pet goat on a leash. Okay, during public coronavirus lockdown in Spain. He's out and about, not supposed to be. Animal lover. He thought he could beat the curfew by pretending that he was taking a dog for a walk. Apparently there is an exemption in Spain's state of emergency laws that allows people to exercise their dogs. However, it doesn't apply to other animals. (laughs) It only applies to dogs. So he put his goat on a leash, walked it, and got caught. That, you know what? If we ever get to that point in the uh, United States of America, we're on that kind of lockdown. 
I'm all for finding people if they get a, if they think that it's necessary to put their goat on a leash and take a walk with them. I'm all for that. Or do you Beaver in your experience and what you're seeing in and around Jackson just real quick are enough people taking it seriously, doing their part, staying home? Uh no, not enough, really, yeah. because you keep seeing these stories. We saw the stories about the the spring breakers and whatnot, and I read a story over the weekend that people in Arizona, like their parks are overcrowded right now because people are showing up at the park. Mm-hmm. Tons of people showing up at the parks, and Surgeon General had to go on Good Morning America or the Today Show this morning and tell people they need to take it seriously because he also said they're filling up uh, somewhere in Washington. Maybe it was the Lincoln Memorial, uh, but... Yeah, people are just, they're going to visit parks and these national monuments still and all that. Don't do any of that right now. Yeah. I know. Well, you know, um, and I understand the the want to get outside and walk around. And I'm, heck, I did it in my neighborhood. But honestly, like it, I was proud yesterday. I went and walked. There's a pond not far from my house, went and walked around it. And I did see some people, but everybody stayed within like 600 feet of each other. Like you could tell nobody wanted to get anywhere in any kind of distance of anyone else. (laughs) Um, And I understand wanting to get outside, but going places where you're going to be in the same spot as hundreds of other people. It just, it's not smart. It's not smart. Hey, all right. So I mentioned to you the Vince Scully interview. I want you to hear some of that. I just thought it was really good. That's coming up. And then we're going to do the baseball movies here on the show. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. All right, here we are on your radio in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. I'm Matt Beavers here as well. Y'all can talk to either one of us, or you can get on the air and talk to everybody but us. That's fine with me. On the Divinity Equipment phone, 995-1059. Hit me up, 601 number, 995-1059. Love to hear your voice. On this Monday, shoot me a text over here. Got a bunch of those to get to. Going to start that now. On the country pleasing text line, it's 885-ESPN. Got it? 601 number. Text me. If you're not driving, text away. 885-ESPN or 885-3776. Uh, Beaver, I just sent you a tweet. I tagged you in. I see that. You see that? Just looking at it. <laughs> Bart Gregory. The play-by-play voice for Mississippi State Sports on the SEC Network Plus just tweeted, y'all go buy all the toilet paper you want. Old Bart's one step ahead of you. The man bought a deluxe bidet. Well, the the brand is Luxe or Lux. It's L-U-X-E. Looks foreign to me because they spelled fantastic with two S's. (laughs) There it is. It's in the box. The man went and bought a bidet. I guess he's putting one in his house. Come on now. Bart, 
It's not to that point, is it? Come on. <laughs> All right. Um, we'll have to get a full report from Bart on how that thing works. Uh, by the way, too, let me say hello to everybody on Facebook. Hey to y'all. Appreciate everybody tuning in. Uh, hello, Debbie. Appreciate your comment. Let's see. Meredith said on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Radio Wyatt. Got a live stream going on over there. Uh, Meredith says, as a healthcare professional, I appreciate, I, she says, I sincerely appreciate you understanding the seriousness of this situation. Thank you, Matt. Love the show. Well, thank you, Meredith. Appreciate you listening. Thanks for the kind words. Keith says, bills have to be paid. What if we're made to stay home long enough that we don't have a home? I'm a factory worker. Hope the hot weather comes up, brings the numbers down. Tough times. It is tough times. It really is. Um, and it's going to get tough, but we're going to make it. We don't have a choice but to make it. We're going to make it. It's just a matter of how and when and by how much. But the situation requires that we make it, so we're going to. Um, all right. Let's get over here on the text line. Country pleasing sausage. Grocery store shelves throughout the southeast. A great Mississippi company. And the reason it tastes so good, there's is, is no junk in there. There's no parts that's uh, in the makeup of this sausage. It's strictly hand-picked hams, bacons, and pork loins. It's leaner. It's coarse ground. It, they make it in small batches. There's for it's more consistent. Um, they use logs for their smoking process to smoke the sauce. Logs, not chips. It's a... Better smoke, stronger flavor, hand cut. You can tell it when you pick up a uh, package. It's the best. Country pleasing. All right, uh, Nick, we were talking about baseball movies. That's coming up. He gave me a list. Not a bad list at all, just I think they're out of order, Nick. Nick says, number one, Major League. Number two, Sandlot. Number three, Field of Dreams. Number four, Bull Durham. Number five, The Natural. I like them all. Glad to see the natural in the top five there. Atta boy. Here is uh, unnamed texture. He says, do you know if the 1980 MSU 6-Bama-3 TV football broadcast with Jack Crystal Radio dubbed over will be in the lineup on the SEC Network takeover on Tuesday? And then he says, and if so, what time? No, I don't think it's on the list. I'm glad you brought that up. Today is Ole Miss's takeover. Tomorrow is Mississippi State. Here's what we're talking about, y'all. Turn it over to the SEC Network. They obviously don't have any sports to cover, so they're doing the takeover thing, showing old games. Today, Monday, March 23rd, is Ole Miss's takeover day for 24 hours. So all the programming is Ole Miss. Uh, it started last night at midnight. You had the basketball game against Penn State. Then at 2 a.m., you had the football game against Arkansas. At 5 a.m., the SEC Women's Golf Championship. At 8 a.m., you had Ole Miss and Mississippi State soccer. Ole Miss's win over State in soccer. At around 9 a.m., they did volleyball. Ole Miss beating Missouri in volleyball. At around 10.30 they showed the baseball game, Georgia versus Ole Miss. I think that was from the SEC tournament last year, right? 
And then you had uh, you got softball going on right now in the SEC Network, Ole Miss beating State. They're going to do SEC Storied the Rebel, SEC Inside Ole Miss Basketball this afternoon at 4.30, the Ole Miss-Florida basketball game tonight at 5, the Vanderbilt-Ole Miss football game at 6.30, and then they're going to finish it off late tonight. The last one will be SEC Storied the Book of Manning. All right. Mississippi State's takeover, to get directly to your question, State's takeover begins tonight at midnight on the SEC Network. First thing up, SEC Story, Thunder and Lightning. I'm going to record that so I can go back and watch it when I want. 1.30 a.m., SEC Story, Sylvester Croom. 2.30 a.m., Arkansas, Mississippi State men's basketball. 4 a.m., LSU, Mississippi State baseball. Now, I don't know if that's going to be regular season or SEC tournament. It'll be one or the other, obviously, but hang with me there. 6.30, it'll be the SEC Men's Tennis tennis Championship. I'm having a hard time talking today. 8.30 a.m., Texas A&M versus Mississippi State women's basketball. Tomorrow at 10.30 a.m., it'll be Ole Miss, Mississippi State men's basketball. Tomorrow, 12.30, it'll be SEC Inside Mississippi State Basketball. At 1 p.m., it'll be Kentucky-Mississippi State Football from last year. Tomorrow afternoon at 4, Kentucky-Mississippi State Semifinal number 2. I don't know what that is because it doesn't say what sport. I don't know. Then tomorrow night at 6, another LSU-Mississippi State baseball game. That one might be the SEC tournament version. And then they're going to wrap it up tomorrow night at 9 o'clock. It'll be the Egg Bowl from this past year, Ole Miss-Mississippi State football, uh, assuming it'll be the one from this past year. So that's your lineup. It appears this time uh, to the to my unnamed texter here that the Bama State 1980 game will not be on there. Maybe they'll come back and do that, though. I think we're going to get all kinds of stuff, and no doubt about it. Um, Tyler. On the Country Pleasing text, top baseball movies, 42, Sandlot, Major League, Field of Dreams, Bull Durham, 61, Pride of the Yankees, The Natural, for love of the game. I haven't seen 42 yet. I know. Oh, blasphemy. I haven't seen 61. I haven't seen Pride of the Yankees. I also have not watched uh, Moneyball yet. I've got it on DVR. I'm going to watch it here in a few days. But I've seen all the others. Bama in Madison says, I was pumping gas Saturday, and I sneezed from all the, well, he uses a different term. I'm going to call it the pollen. Uh, He said he sneezed because of his allergies. You would have thought I ended the world. Everyone else pumping gas stopped what they were doing and stared at me. After a couple of awkward seconds, I gave them all my Forrest Gump wave and went on about my business <laughs> as far as going, you know, clear out a room. I told, I was just joking with uh, Beaver before the start of today's show. I said, um, what would people's reaction be if I just coughed intentionally? I coughed throughout today's show. Just every, just <coughs> throughout today's show. And then Beaver maybe says something and I just deny it. What would everybody's reaction be? But I'm not here to do fake stuff. Caleb on the country, please, in text says, don't mention. Oh, okay, so I'm not mentioning you. All right, I'm going to come back to that, Caleb. Sorry, I didn't get to preview it in time. You can tell that I'm reading this stuff live. All right. Uh, Jason 
What are we looking? Uh, I'm going to have to preview that one too because I don't know that I have the context of that text, uh, Jason. I, I'm going to read the first one here. You said, Matt, nobody is testing enough. We went from zero cases to 13 in a couple of days just because they started testing. They're about out of those tests already. The mayor of Tupelo is right. Just assume everyone has it and stay your at home. <laughs> I got you. Slippery when red. I think you picked up on it. Uh, yeah, fantastic. And they put two S's in there on the box. I'm not making it up. So I don't know if Bart has, is doing a gag here or what. I don't know if he's actually bought a bidet or if this is some kind of joke. But it, you can look at the tweet for yourself. Look up at Bart Gregory on Twitter. You'll see the box. It's apparently a bidet that he's bought, and you can read the box in the text there uh, on the picture. You also said, Red, as a handyman, even in those places with shelter-in-place orders, we are classed as essential. People are home, and they're breaking things they need to get through the day. I'm doing everything I can to stay far away, limit my contact, and utilize... What does that stand for? PPE. What is that? I don't even know what that means. To protect myself, my clients, and others. Everyone is at Lowe's still on the weekend. Man, look, I need, badly, I need to go buy a small air compressor to fill up, to air up golf cart tires with. And I just said, I'm not going to Lowe's. I haven't gone. I'm like, I don't guess I need it that bad. Should I go? I'm not going. I'll just figure out a way. We just won't drive the golf cart for a while. Y'all stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. All kinds of news flying out over here. Check this out. Breaking news. Veteran International Olympic Committee member Dick Pound says the Tokyo Olympics are going to be postponed. I saw another tweet that says they are going to be postponed potentially to 2021. Um, I think correctly so. Justifiably so, that was retweeted by Peter Burns of the SEC Network, who followed it up with this. If the Olympics, the world's largest sporting event, from July 24th to August the 9th, can be postponed, you better believe that college football and the NFL seasons are in jeopardy if... People don't take this seriously. There was a, you know, meant as a joke. It went around on Facebook at the end of last week. Uh, I don't know, a little thing, words, but uh, somebody, a post. And it just said, if you told people you could save the college football season by staying in your house for seven days, the entire South would lock themselves in their room for a week. And it's true. But no, no. 
No, man. I got to go out here and work out. <sighs> Come on, folks. Well, I think at this point, it's starting to look like it's sort of a, you know, maybe it's sort of an is what it is thing. Uh, that's, that's what it starts to look like to me. Like initially, right away, it would have taken about 100% buy in from everybody in every state and every community and just shut it down for a while. And I think we missed that opportunity. I think it's starting to look to me like we've missed that. And now it's just a matter of ride this thing out and see how smooth we we can possibly make it. What do y'all think? Huh? What do y'all think? All right. Here it is. Here it is. The Vin Scully audio. Now, I will tell you, it's not the best audio. Okay. It was recorded on a phone call from a guy out at a newspaper in Los Angeles. I just want you to hear some of the things uh, from Vin Scully, his thoughts, the retired baseball announcer, about this from somebody who lived through the Depression as a kid. See what you think about this, and we'll come back and discuss it. Here's that Vin Scully audio. And first, I'm sure people thought, well, yeah, they'll miss spring training, but now it's more advanced to that. And uh, so I'm like everybody else. I'm just hoping and praying that there'll be some good news and we'll be able to have a a good season. We're not going to have a full season because this thing is burning up days like an express train. But uh, somewhere along the line, I hope and pray that, uh, you know, baseball will start up. That will be so wonderful. That will be a rainbow after the storm. I have no idea of what to do. I've never experienced it. I did have a strong taste of the depression as a little boy growing up in a poor household, but uh, I didn't have any idea. And this thing, uh, more than 2008, more than SARS, more than any of the other epidemics, nothing has affected the country like this one. A lot of people will look at it and it might bring them closer to their fate. You know, they might pray a little harder, a little longer. So there might be other good things to come out of it. With all of it, it brings out some goodness in people. And that's that's terrific. Panic is not going to help anybody. That's the biggest. And if you can find any humor in this world, that's awfully important. But the biggest thing to me is to stay calm. And I know that's very easy to say. The only thing, I guess, is is to pray a lot and try to stay calm. Nothing else. What else can you say? So uh, that's the great Vin Scully. And he's right. When, when baseball does come back, he said it will be like the rainbow after the storm. You know, it's just amazing. He, he paints a visual picture there, even in a short interview that is, you know, I can talk on the radio to you for a solid week and not do as good a job at summarizing something as he can in about 30 to 35 seconds uh, in a phone interview. The Vin Scully thoughts there. It will be great when it comes back, and it will. It's just a matter of when and how soon. Um, He, somebody who has a kid, lived through the Depression. He'd never been through anything like this. And one of the positive aspects is maybe we pray more, we pray longer, pray harder. All right. Hey, look, on the baseball movie thing. So speaking of baseball, you know, the rainbow after the storm, the way to sort of dance in the rain, I guess, for me is watching baseball movies since we can't watch games. Now, I have loved what the Major League Baseball Network is doing is showing 
old classic games. I watched some of the, like 1978 Red Sox Yankees. Um, it's 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 such a different era, but it was neat to go back and watch it before they were even putting the score on the screen. Uh, so many of y'all have texted me your lists of, of baseball movies. Here's my list. If I'm listing them in order of the ones that I would I'm most likely to rewatch and in what order. And I might even go watch them in this order. My top five. Number five, Mr. Baseball with Tom Selleck, who was an aging New York Yankees star who wound up playing in uh, in uh, Japan. It's a great movie. If you haven't seen it, go watch it, Mr. Baseball. Number four, The Bad News Bears, the first one. Mr. Buttermaker, Kelly riding around on his motorbike, you know, yeah. Number three, Sandlot. My daughter loves it. I could watch it over and over again. Number two, Field of Dreams. And number one, not only the best baseball movie, but one of the greatest movies of all time. The Natural. When Roy Hobbs shattered the lights with a game-winning home run in right field. <laughs> and he goes trotting around the bases in slow motion as sparks fly. It does not get any better than that. And the natural has everything. It has baseball. <laughs> Real baseball. Hitting, pitching, fielding. A losing streak, a winning streak, a championship, a manager who's fighting with the owner. But it also has drama. It has the love interest. And it has, very realistically, young baseball players, very realistically, it has a woman who is bad luck and another one who is good luck. And believe me, it is real. Buddy, if you hadn't watched The Natural anytime soon, go check it out. There's my list. Number one, The Natural. Uh, number two, Field of Dreams. Number three, Sandlot. Number four, Bad News Bears. Number five, out of nowhere, Mr. Baseball. J-Rock on the Country Pleasing text says, Field of Dreams, The Natural, The Rookie. Now, is that the uh, Dennis Quaid movie? Yeah. The rookie, right? He's the old guy. He throws hard. And that's, that's based on a true story. Guy actually went and pitched for the Tampa Bay Rays. In real life, it happened. The Sandlot, For Love of the Game, that's his top five. And For Love of the Game, I remember it being a good movie. Kevin Costner and all that. It was just the one time I saw it, there wasn't enough baseball. There was way too much of the, the backstory and... Way too many scenes off the baseball field. I think I need to go back and watch. I've only seen it one time. There was something about, for me personally, there was something about the movie for Love of the Game that didn't motivate me to go back and watch it again. You know, and for all these others, like The Natural, I've memorized it. I know that I could sit right here and quote the whole movie for you, scene for scene, from start to finish. It'd be boring radio, wouldn't it? 
field of dreams. I mean, it's obvious. It's in everybody's top two or three. Um, it has everything. Sandlot. We can watch it over and over again. I'm 43. Love it. My daughter's eight. Loves it. You know, everybody loves the Sandlot. And I was flipping through and I saw that um, someone, well, they made a, they made a second Sandlot. Apparently it was so bad they didn't even promote it. Yeah, J-Rock says, for love of the game, the whole movie took place during one baseball game. It would go back and forth from the game to what led up to the game. Yeah, I remember that. That's right. You know, you're constantly seeing things sort of from inside his head. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm going to go back and watch. But I am going to watch Moneyball. People swear by it. I've never seen it. And a lot of folks have said, oh, you'll love it. It's just sitting there on my DVR. i got to turn it on and watch it. going to do that. Hey, look, if there were ever a time to just sit around and watch some movies, man, now is the time to do it. All right. Coming up in a few, in about 10 minutes from right now when we come back, we're going to talk with Chris Lamonis uh, on the Divinity Equipment phone line, head baseball coach, Mississippi State. Let's recap with him what it's been like. <laughs> I mean, we can only imagine the adjectives and then talk about how they're handling it. What do you do? And uh, is there, I wonder if there is any movement anyway on the possibility of kids getting more eligibility to come back since they lost this year to the coronavirus. Live rolling along with you here on a Monday in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show.